This is Graceland Keller with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm joined by Molly Gamble today. Molly, thank you so much for joining me, and I would love for you to discuss what are three things or topics that you are most curious about as we move into 2023. Yeah, thank you, Grace. The, the first one actually stemmed from an experience I had on Thanksgiving with my extended family. I have a nurse practitioner as one relative, I have another family member who works for a large medical association and over the dinner table, scope of practice expansion came up. And these two folks were talking about the difference between MDs and NPs and their clinical hours. And it was finally someone changed the topic and I was glad because it wasn't really going anywhere. And I think that is one question I am curious about in 2023, who or what will bring medicine past the scope of practice fights and turf wars that have been persisting for decades. It's probably naive to think these will end completely, but how can we at least get out of the stalemate and the same arguments that seem to be unfolding? Um, these are arguments that physicians and advanced practice providers seem to find themselves in now for a pretty lengthy span of time. And it's something that unless you're in medicine or you have friends or family in the field, these things can generally go undetected. It's kind of like the internal politics of any profession. But circumstances today, like the, the labor shortage, would just seem to suggest patients and people would find it less defensible that access to timely medical care is impeded by doctors' fear of what they call scope of practice creep. Um, so... One of the questions I'm most curious about in 2023, uh, who or, or what will kind of get us to the next chapter of these conversations um, so we can at least move past the same fights that have been occurring and playing out over, over years and years and years. It seems unrealistic that patients would have much sympathy for resistance to scope of practice expansion when they have mounting wait times. The average wait time for a new patient appointment in 15 large markets is 26 days. Um, so with that fact, and then also when the national healthcare staffing crisis is on the six o'clock news every night, um, I, I think they would be hopeful and encouraging that the field would find some different solutions for staffing and for people who have a license to be able to practice to the extent that their education and, and training allows them. So that's one big question, Grace, that I'm really curious about in the year ahead. Next one is a little bit shorter, Grace, so I'll, I'll sum it up more concisely, I, I would imagine, but I'm curious which employers will win and which will lose in the big ongoing effort to lower the cost of healthcare. So many in recent years have tried and failed very publicly, and it takes time to get results. So Walmart for years has been doing some really interesting things. JP Morgan seems to have learned a good deal from the demise of Haven uh, in 2021 and its new and second effort, Morgan Health, is now making some really important moves. So this is something we'll continue to keep an eye on. A lot of other big companies are kind of sitting in the corner watching. JP Morgan, Walmart, Amazon, they want to see what they do, what, where they win, where they fall short, and then just have a playbook with more pages to copy. So these um, pioneers are kind of leading the way, and it's something that, like I said, it takes time to get results, but nonetheless, curious what strategies will really win and lower the cost curve, lead to better outcomes for their workforce, 
and then what perhaps was launched with a lot of applause and interest, but doesn't quite play out or get the results that they intended. The last one, this came up on a call. I was on a call with a health system CEO and a surgeon uh, earlier this week, and it was two interesting perspectives side by side. And something that I was able to connect from some of their comments is this question of how leaders, either at the very top of an organization or even in the operating room, how do you uphold quality first thinking and quality first missions in a world where it is increasingly harder to keep the trains on time? So hospitals and health systems have had so many operational challenges since the pandemic began. And whether that's supply shortages, staffing shortages, rising expenditures, um, as with most culture change, it doesn't happen overnight, but gradually over time. And this is something I think will be really important for leaders is how to ensure that as these ongoing shortages of both things and people persist, that cultures and teams don't start to put quality on the back burner. It's such a difficult dance at times to be able to realistically lead given the constraints that health systems find themselves operating within. But I think, as was mentioned in this call today, that's something that it, it's not a flip of a switch. It can happen gradually if leaders aren't careful. And I think it's going to be a really opportune time in the year ahead to pay attention to the leaders out there at hospitals, at health systems, in operating rooms, in all different care settings that really effectively lead people by focusing on the quality of care, by focusing on patient safety, all of these things that need to be maintained despite the shortages and all the operational difficulties that they face. So that is the third point of curiosity or question that I have great enthusiasm around as I go into 2023. We'll see what happens as we move into the new year. Thank you for joining me on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thanks for having me, Grace.